0: Well, I hope your Thanksgiving went better. I hope your turkey turned out better. Was everybody pretty happy, proud of their turkey? Anybody really proud? people over here. Okay, well, hopefully it worked out better for you uh, online. Um, Well, welcome, uh, regardless to part two of our series, Thankful, where we're talking about some practical things of how to be more grateful and thankful in our lives because it really does have an incredible power. Last week in part one, which you can always watch online or download our app and watch there as well, we talked about um, gratitude by talking first about ingratitude. So we spent pretty much like the whole week talking about how, how powerful and how disruptive and honestly destructive ingratitude is. Um, the most common form of ingratitude is this right here. It's unexpressed gratitude. Unexpressed gratitude communicates ingratitude. It's the situations in which you probably should have said thank you, but you were too busy... You know, too much was going on, and you forgot, and, and so you didn't, or you know, you just didn't think about it, or your mama didn't teach you right, or something like that, and you just didn't express gratitude, and so the people around you, you know, felt bad, you know, or maybe you've been on the receiving end of that when so- you did something nice for someone, or you know, you just really came through, or you did what you said you were going to do, and nobody appreciated you for that. That unexpressed gratitude, and, and that, that, that is ingratitude. In fact, ingratitude is, is more than just like a neutral thing. It's more than just oops, I forgot kind of thing. It's a form of rejection. We talked about that last week right when you went through all the hassle this week some of you did this some of you online experienced this when you um, you know tried to coordinate all the holiday events and getting everybody to where they needed to go and getting the meals prepped you know you got the family there you bought the meal you cooked the meal you cleaned up at the meal um, you tried to do the right thing you tried to say the right thing but it just didn't work out and so by the end when no one appreciated you for all of that what did you feel not just in gratitude You felt rejected. You felt like the people around you didn't care, that they didn't love you. It's negative, it counts against us and it counts against the relationship. And at that point, and we talked about this last week, that's the point at least where I, maybe you do this, I'm not saying you do this because you're probably a better person than I am, but that's the point where I go sarcastic, you know? Yes, you're welcome for all the food I just served you. Let me just continue to slave away in the kitchen alone. Anybody ever felt that before? You know? Yes, okay, I'll have a safe drive home. I'll just be here cleaning dishes for the next three hours. Bye! You know, that dry, dry sarcasm, which we learned last week, Jesus had to. And so if that's you, you're just following Jesus just like me because Jesus has a dry sense of sarcasm. I think God just has one, but that's a whole other message in and of itself. So anyways, to help with all of that, I introduced you to a very simple concept. And the simple concept is this. It's the circle of gratitude, the circle of gratitude. And how the circle of gratitude works, very simple. There is an action, there is a thing that happens. Maybe you do it, maybe somebody else does it, but it's something that somebody could say, thank you for, which is actually a lot of things if you think about it. You know, thank you for pumping the gas, right? You know, thanks for cleaning the car. I mean, it could be really simple stuff. It's an action, and that action happens here, and then it gets to the point where there could be an opportunity for gratitude, for some form of appreciation, and that's supposed to take place here, but this is where we forget This is where your family all dropped the ball this week or you dropped the ball because you're sitting here realizing, oh, I didn't say thank you for any of the food that I ate this week and I ate a lot of food. And so this is the point where you need to get out your phone, you need to text your relatives or better yet, even call them. I know that thing where you actually have to talk to people in person. You could call them and say, thank you. And that completes the circle of gratitude. But when it's forgotten, the circle isn't complete because the thing about a circle is a circle keeps going around and around and around and around. And so the more there's gratitude, the more there's thank, thankfulness or appreciation in the relationship, the relationship grows and it develops and when there's an absence of it, then the relationship starts to break down because I like you probably have never heard somebody come to you and, and you know, be the kind of person that you think to yourself, wow they just say thank you way too much. Have you ever had somebody in, that, in your life like that? I just feel too appreciated by them Anybody? No. No, that's sarcasm. No, no one has ever said that. And I've never heard that. I've never felt that before. You know, like, wow, they're just so, so kind. Anybody in their marriage ever felt like their spouse was just too appreciative of everything that you do? Anybody felt like that? And a friend? No. (laughs) okay yeah we have some people yelling now if you're watching online they say no they don't feel too appreciated um okay sorry wow that really threw me off um we just have to have like counseling I feel like we need to just pull up a chair and work through that um uh, (laughs) could be more interesting the rest of the message I don't know yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. And, and and anyways, in parenting, you know, parents your kids, your kids have probably never appreciated you too much, have they? Right? Or employees, you know, your employees or you, your boss, you know, they've probably never appreciated you too much. Um, but that that's really a bummer because you, it's really a missed opportunity. It, it's a missed opportunity for the relationship to grow. And certainly, when it comes for a lot of us, probably most of us, regardless of where you are in faith, when it comes to God. I mean, how often do you really genuinely say thank you, not just thank you for this food, goodbye, bye, I gotta eat now, you know? Like, we just gotta rush through this so we can eat because it smells so good, you know? Like a genuine gratitude of God, especially if you're Christian, you know? Has God ever sat up in heaven and said, wow, you know, Taylor, he just, he's just such an appreciative guy of everything that I've given him. Probably not, probably could be doing better myself. And it's unfortunate when we don't, because a circle of gratitude and gratitude in general builds relationships up pretty much in every situation. Now, I've told you all this before, but uh, when, when I preach... Um, uh, I learn from the messages as well. Like, I know I'm the one that's teaching it, but it's kind of like when you were growing up in grade school and the teacher, or honestly, middle school, high school, college even, and the professor or whatever instructor said, um, you know, you got to teach a chapter of this lesson, you know? And so you had your week, and then you had to get up in front, in front of the class, and you had to say, you know, here's the lesson, you taught it, okay? And, and if you actually did it, it was probably that one situation where you actually learned what you were supposed to learn because you had to teach it. And so that same principle applies to me because all, all I do most days is I take God's truth and then I put it in a way that I think is generally understandable to myself and to you, and it works out pretty well. And, and you learn by listening and I learn by teaching. And so I actually learn a lot by teaching. And, and so the point of this being is this whole week, I went through the week um, thinking about today's message and thinking about kind of the main point that I wanted to get across this week and essentially field testing it to make sure that it worked. Okay. So today's message has been genuinely field tested by yours truly. And I'm bringing it to you today. So lucky. So, um, so, so this week there was a number of things going on more complicated than I have time to explain, but suffice it to say, there was a lot of moments and maybe you had this too, where I was a little frustrated I was a little disappointed. Maybe you've had a moment in your life where you, you know, you've worked kind of hard for something. You've tried to do the right thing, make the right decisions, be there when you're supposed to, you know, make some sacrifices. You've got to sometimes just grind it out to get the work done or get it done, okay? And then it gets to the end, and everything's coming together, and then the last minute, it falls apart. And you're really frustrated, In fact, those moments have a tendency to define like the next day or two of your life because you're just, you know, you're kind of tore up inside and you're feeling bad about it. And so in the midst of this week, I chose to take today's point and put it to practice. And personally, it really did turn things around. Personally, inside, I realized that this is actually, truly not just something that I thought would make sense, but something that really does genuinely work. And let me explain it to you, okay? Most of us have heard of this phrase, have an attitude of? Gratitude. Yeah, this side is way more into it than this side, so you all work on it. Yeah, they're laughing because they know they could have done better. Yeah, have an attitude of, do you guys want to redo? Let's do it again. Have an attitude of? Gratitude. That was much more, yes, okay, in sync, great. Attitude of gratitude, okay? You've heard that phrase before. I don't think that's actually the best way to go about it. In fact, I would suggest to you that this is backwards. This is really difficult. Think about it. If you're like really angry or frustrated or disappointed or think something's unfair or unjust, you know, I mean, think of any of those points this week where you were a little, you know, miffed or upset about something or something. Okay, think about that. And I come to you and I say, well, just have an attitude of gratitude it rhymes, and so you can kind of say it with a smirk, okay? Have an attitude of gratitude. How many of you would then be able to just be like, you're right, Pastor Taylor. Let me just turn on my attitude of gratitude. I'm just so thankful. Exactly. Yeah, it's really hard to do. This is this is actually backwards in in my opinion this doesn't work very well it rhymes really well but it doesn't practically work because it's super difficult in a moment's notice especially when emotions are super high you know to just stop and be like you know what that this this makes sense to me you know i'm just going to you give in and, and just have an attitude of gratitude. It doesn't work that well. And the Apostle Paul actually knew this as well. Apostle Paul was one of the most famous, pro- prolific Christian writers and church planters in the first century, right after Jesus' death and resurrection. And he says something really incredible that's honestly so incredibly simple and so incredible that if you ever read it, which I'm honestly, let's be honest, most of us probably haven't or we did one day in church growing up and it just didn't process. He says something really incredible that we miss it, okay? And in this moment he's actually writing to uh, one of his kind of close followers, a guy named Timothy, and uh, somebody that he trained. And and he's writing to Timothy and he's writing to the church just like this one. It's a group of people in in the city of Thessalonica in Macedonia um, 2,000 years ago. And so he's writing to them to provide encouragement and answers. Um, it's actually, uh, topically in, in academic world, it's called, or the genre is, is kind of a letter of thanksgiving a letter of encouragement, gratitude, and thanksgiving. Um, and so then he gets to the end of his letter and he actually writes a lot of like a whole slew of just like really good ideas, just some great stuff. And it's subtitled in your Bibles um, in First Thessalonians chapter five, it's subtitled as Christian conduct, okay? I'm just gonna read verse 14 um, and 15 for you. He, he said, this is just really practical. We urge you brothers and sisters, because we're all family, we're all just one big family, Admonish the unruly, okay? So if somebody's doing something wrong, you know, tell them to stop. Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always speak or seek what is good for one another and for all people. Okay, you read that and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, and then we just move on, right? Because we don't don't think much beyond that because it just, it sounds good. We don't think of how we can apply it or how we could do that differently this week. We just... Process it. And then what he says next is the part that unfortunately I think we all kind of skip over because it's, you know, it's just just one more of those good, good points, okay? Here's what he says. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. Not just some, not just the good ones or the easy ones, in all circumstances. To which we think that's a good idea, but generally unrealistic. Right, you fail a test that you were studying for, hard to feel like you can be grateful for that. When you have a bad relationship or you make a bad decision or you hurt someone or someone hurts you, it's generally not easy to think, how can I be thankful in all situations? You know, when, when the turkey is drier than you thought it would be and you worked hours on it, you know, it's difficult. It's hard to sit there and say, well, at least we didn't all get food poisoning. Yeah, it's tough. Unless you've had food poisoning before from a turkey and you're like, then it's not so tough. Or you think, oh, well, this family gathering is really stressful and there's a lot of dynamics going on and I have to watch what I say and all this kind of stuff. But you know what? My family's here. Everybody's pretty healthy. Everybody's smiling. Could be fake smiles, but everybody's smiling. And my kids are here, and my husband's here, and my wife. It, you know, it's just, it's just good. It's good. Really, do I have anything to genuinely complain about? Yeah, this is complicated. Yeah, it's a little, you know, anxiety and, and, and tension in the room. But you know what? I can be thankful. That's hard to do. It's hard to do. Think about something that happened negative this week, like we talked about earlier. How easy is it for you to find one thing worthy of being grateful for? And that frustration. But if you did, could it change things? Do you think it it could change how you look at things? It's really difficult to force ourselves into an attitude of gratitude. But if we do it the other way around, that's why I said it's backwards, I think it's a lot easier. In fact, I, I would say to you, it's a game changer. If we understand that gratitude changes our attitude, I think the emotional world honestly flips upside down. If you look at the situation, that negative situation, and you find one thing that's positive about it hey, you know what? I failed that test, but I learned something. Next time, I'm probably not going to make that mistake again. Or at least I have the opportunity to learn something. Because some of us don't choose to learn. But if you do, you could look at that opportunity as an opportunity to get better, to grow, to do it differently. Those moments when you feel yourself getting defensive or critical or angry. What if you just stop and acknowledge what's going on in the room, like physically in the room with you, that you could be grateful for? Oh, wow, I have a desk. Seems simple, right? But not everybody has a desk. Oh, I have an office. Wow. Not everybody has an office. I've taken this office for granted because I've been in here for 10 years. But guess what? Not everybody has an office. Nobody is able, not everybody's able to close the door. I lived in cubicle land for a few years of my life working in corporate America. Okay. It's not fun when everybody's like, you know, they're like, what are you doing over there? You know? And it's just like, give me my space. You know, it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Um, you know, appreciation. you look around your, your, your room or your house and you realize pretty quickly that you have more than 97% of the world. That's not an exaggeration. That's a financial fact. If you make over like 45, dollars $48,000 a year total, like net, you have more just in financial power alone than 97% of the world. But you probably think you need more, don't you? And that's where we miss the boat, I think, a bit. There are probably more parts of our lives that are worthy of our gratitude than we realize or that we give credit for. But I think it have the power to change everything. Here's, Here's why. At least, especially if you're a Christian, here's why. Give thanks in all circumstances, Paul says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. This is God's will. This is God's desire for you to be thankful in all circumstances. And the reason why, we're going to talk more about this here in two weeks when we do this short series we're going to do called Big God. And we're going to talk about universe and space, and it's it's going to mess with you a little bit, so don't miss it. It's well worth it, okay? Um, But in Christianity, at least, we believe we have this giant God, creator of the universe, creator of world, creator of all the things that we see, and even ourselves. And he says, I love you. That God says, I care about you. That God says, You are worthy, not because of what the world says, but because I am your Father in heaven, and I say, This is your worth. You are valuable. You are my child. And I'm going to show you how much you matter through my Son, Jesus. You are worthy of my love. You are worthy of my forgiveness. You're loved. And my friends, This could be a whole message in and of itself, but anytime you're loved, you have something to be grateful for. Anytime you are loved by someone or your heavenly father, you have something worth being grateful for, worth saying thank you for. See, gratitude has the power to put life it puts all of life, I think, in a, in a perspective, a better perspective, a God-willing perspective, a God-sized perspective to realize, you know what, in this one area of my life, it's maybe not the best. In a couple areas, maybe a dozen, maybe a few dozen areas of my life, but wow, if I actually step back and look at the big picture of things, it's not too bad. And I start with that gratitude. And you can just feel it. I felt it this week as I stopped and I just looked around the room and I realized, oh my gosh, Taylor, what are you freaking out about? Knock it off. You have so much to be grateful for. And it would immediately begin to change my attitude, begin to change my posture, begin to change the posture of my heart. When someone doesn't, let's be fair, when someone doesn't put things in perspective in the perspective of gratitude, it's upsetting it's upsetting It's upsetting to that person who's not being appreciative it's a, you know, for all that's around them. You've been in those situations. You're just left with being upset. But the people who choose gratitude get to open their eyes and their hearts to a brand new perspective. It helps us to step back and realize we actually get our way a lot. Because isn't that why we get upset? I mean, let's be honest. Some of the reasons why you were upset this week was because you didn't get your way. Probably... 90 plus percent of the reasons you didn't get your way and so we're upset because we're kind of selfish like that but gratitude humbles us gratitude helps us to step back and realize actually most situations we actually get our way a lot we have opportunities that others don't this person isn't this person isn't all bad this situation isn't all bad i maybe have an opportunity to grow i have an opportunity here to get better i don't think this person's being malicious they may be missing the ball, they may be ignorant, but they're not malicious, they're not meaning ill intent. And there's an opportunity here that maybe I haven't seen until I have been grateful. Or this, this relationship could be better because I'm choosing to go forward with gratitude first. Okay, Taylor, that sounds good. You know, maybe you're thinking that. You know, Taylor, I'm getting where you're coming from, but I'm gonna be honest with you, Taylor, there is just some people. I mean, Taylor, what, what if what if I struggle being grateful for certain individuals? You know, I'm not saying all the individuals, but there's like one or two, or maybe there's a group of, you know, individuals, you know, some of them vote a certain way and some of them don't, you know, some of them, you know, live a certain way and some of them don't. Some of them, you know, uh, um, approach uh, COVID-19 a certain way and others don't, you know. Some people, uh, you know, get the whole Jesus thing. Some people don't. We box people. Come on, you stereotype people. And you're not very grateful for those people, are you? And you find it really hard to be grateful for those people, don't you? So what do you do about that? T- you know, you're asking me the question because you're, you're a curious bunch of people. You're asking, what do I do with this, Taylor? Well, you just continue to be bitter. You know, don't mind God's will. Just throw that out. Don't worry about that. Just throw out Paul's writing. Just continue in your anger and your resentment and your judgment of others. That will bring you happiness. Okay? Good luck with that. Or, just an alternative, Paul gives you a number of options. He says, not only could you be grateful, but you can do things that are an extension of gratitude or that involve gratitude. For example, I urge you, brothers and sisters, we just read this warn those who are being disruptive or idle or disruptive. Okay, so maybe there's some people in in my environment that are being idle, they're not getting the work done, or they're being disruptive. What do I do? I give them a warning. So, how do I do that? Oh, I go up. Hey, you know, so-and-so, I really appreciate that you have been involved, that you have been present, that you've actually been helpful so far, that you get this part done, you get this part done. But in these other areas, I've noticed idleness. I've, I've noticed that you've been actually pretty disruptive. What do you think about that? I'm grateful for what you are contributing, but I've noticed these other areas of your life. Maybe some people need some encouragement. You know, some people who are really difficult to, to be grateful for, to to be thankful for, to show appreciation for? Could it be that one of the reasons that they're not very positive or not very, uh, you know, appreciation worthy is because they don't get a lot of encouragement in their life? Do you think a little gratitude sent their way or a lot of gratitude sent their way could actually change their hearts and their minds? I'm not saying be disingenuous, but I'm saying, do you think it could change some things? I'm just saying, I know in Stephanie in my relationship, when I am grateful and I communicate that that gratitude to her consistently, big things and small things, it changes the culture and the tone of our relationship dramatically, dramatically. And you know it does too in your relationships. Encourage them. What if maybe they could use some help, right? Maybe they could use some patience. That's what Paul's saying. These are forms of gratitude or you can weave gratitude into them. But if you decide to maintain your bitterness and your anger and, and, and your, you know, uh, judgment, well, then so be it. But you're going to be unhappy. And your attitude is going to be really difficult to change. So maybe seek gratitude first. Maybe seek gratitude First. Because when you don't, and listen, this is, this is a really big deal. It's a really big deal to recognize, because we just talked about this, but I think we really got to connect the dots here. <clears throat> if you struggle to show appreciation, or you forget to communicate thankfulness, remember, you are effectively rejecting the relationship. It's not that you just forgot. It's not that you don't think they're deserving. It's bigger than that. You are choosing to reject the relationship, and you gotta put it in those terms. Because that's what happened with Jesus last week and those 10 guys, you know, and, and one guy came back to say thank, th- thank you, Jesus, and oh, I really appreciate you, Jesus, and those other nine didn't. What were they communicating to God through Christ? You don't matter, God. I, you don't matter to me, I, I reject you. And we do that with God, too. We don't say thank you to God. And what what do you think God takes away from that? Well, it's exactly what you take away when, when someone's not grateful for you. You feel rejected. And so if you choose not to show appreciation or get out of the habit or start to take things for granted, just know that you are effectively choosing to reject that relationship. And so instead, we have to genuinely stop and choose to say, listen, this relationship isn't going well. I'm going to infuse some gratitude in there. I'm going to infuse some gratitude. I mean, think about those relationships that are kind of on the rocks. How often do you express appreciation in that relationship? How often does the other appreciate, per person express appreciation for you? Probably not that much. Could that be one of the reasons why the relationship isn't That good. We have to be aware of the consequences of our ingratitude, and we have to be aware, subsequently, that gratitude changes our attitude. Gratitude changes our attitude, and I believe this is what God wants. I believe God created us to express gratitude. Some things just got messed up. We call it sin, and it kind of plagued our world. And it keeps us from what we were meant to do and be. And that is a community of people who are in perpetual appreciation for truly all the things that we have. And we choose first and foremost, especially as Christians, to direct that appreciation towards God. And we say, God, thank you for all of this. Because that first and foremost puts our perspective in a God-sized way, a big way. And then, as Christians, we're supposed to do that. And honestly, if you're not a follower of Jesus and you're trying to figure out your next step in faith, start with some appreciation. Just start to think about the things in your life or your work or, or your learning or discovery that you could, be appreci- you could appreciate and direct that appreciation towards God and say, you know, that's, that's where I choose, I'm going to choose for a while to at least direct my appreciation in that direction, and see if it changes the equation for your and God's relationship, because I bet it will. Christians, let's direct our appreciation the right way. We have a powerful gift in expressing gratitude. I don't think we see gratitude as much of a powerful gift. We see it as something that we were obligated to do because our parents said, say please and say thank you. And we don't realize the power that gratitude has in changing our attitudes, shifting our attitudes, and the attitudes of people around us. And how it has the ability to impact people's lives. Think about about our Be Rich campaign. Right. If you're new here, or you haven't been here the last few weeks, every month for the entire month of November, we do the Be Rich campaign. And this year, our goal is to raise $10,000, and our goal is to give it all away. And where do we give it all away to? To help others, to help other communities experience a new church life-giving community in their community. We give it to help um, disabled uh, high school students learn real-world job training so that when they graduate, they can earn a job in the food and beverage industry that, that gives them independence and income and purpose. We, we give to, um, to Haiti to help right now simply kids eat. And Devin's going to talk more about that in just a second. We give to um, Mission Aviation Fellowship to rebuild schools so that children can learn, so that children's perspectives can be broadened to see the world and dream bigger dreams because dreams change lives. That's why we call it the American dream because we just believe that if you come here and in our, in our you know, country community that, that you can, if you dream it, you can achieve it kind of thing. And so why can't we do that for the next generation across the world. But why do we do that? Well, because we just have so much. Let's be generous. We're just so grateful for all that we have, we just wanna help others have too. We want to help a hurting world. Not be selfish, but to share. And you know that gratitude through generosity is an important and the and life-changing thing you've seen on other people's eyes when their lives been changed by someone being generous, you see those videos on YouTube or on Facebook or on social media where someone's life is just changed by some, some ex- extension of generosity. And it's just like, whoa, that's incredible. Something incredible is happening there. That's why we do it. That's why we do the giving tree, to help families and kids in our school district area. We're working directly with counselors to help Get those kids whatever they need, whether it be gloves and hats and mittens and, uh, and, and hygiene products and some toys to have fun this, this Christmas year. Why? Because I have jeans. Because I already have gloves. And when was the last time you were grateful for your gloves, unless it was really cold out? You know? grateful for all the pairs of jeans that you have when we're grateful we give and it changes our attitude almost every time it changes our hearts every time to go to a place that paul says this is what he says this is a full verse right The full three verses that make up this sentence this, this one sentence that we've been spending time on okay it says rejoice always why do you get to rejoice what causes rejoicing gratitude Pray continually. Why do I pray? Well, because I want God to know that I'm grateful and give thanks in all circumstances because that's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And honestly, deep down, that's the will you want to live by too, Christian or not. And so today for the rest of the week, and maybe you'll just choose to continue it forward. Let's stop, especially when we feel tension and frustration or judgment rearing its head up and we just say, Lord, I am grateful. And I'm grateful for all that I see. And you name those things in your heart that you're grateful for. And you'll see as it changes the attitude. And then you'll let that gratitude come out through generosity, through kindness, through appreciation. And it begins to get those circles of gratitude spinning. And it begins to just grow and change lives. And it's awesome. And that's God's will. So let's be grateful this year for all things in all sorts of situations. If you would bow your head, let's pray together. Head of Heavenly Father. Lord, as always, this is one of those things that's just, it's just easier said than done. Because in the moment it's just easier to be angry. In the moment, it's just easier to be judgmental. In the moment, it's easier to look down our nose at other people, to be bitter and angry. It's easier to walk away. It's easier to ignore and to forget. So, Lord. Help us to not choose the easy route, but to choose the route that is your will, that honestly, Lord, brings us freedom, that brings us peace. And that is when we are grateful for all circumstances, for all people, because there are things in there, especially in your view, in a God-sized view, that we can be grateful for, that we can be thankful for, that can change our lives. So Lord, help us to not just let gratitude change our attitude but help us so that gratitude maybe changes our relationship with you that we start to see you as the loving father that you are who sent your son to show us how much you loved us and that changes our relationship there and changes the relationship with people around us. Not just the people who are closest with us, that'd be great, but also the people who are kind of on the fringes who maybe we've walked away from or the relationship's on the fence or, or is completely broken. And we begin to extend gratitude to them. And Lord, help us then to choose to extend that gratitude outward and be generous and kind, to be rich in good deeds and generosity, especially this time of year whether it be through Be Rich or the Giving Tree or other avenues, help us to live that out and see that gratitude really does make a difference and change our lives. Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.